two things. First of all, LeBron, you're 37, you're 38. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're on borrowed time, and that that's been proven the last two seasons. I think he's played a total of like what ninety games the last two years. Uh-huh. LeBron is not a volume three point shooter. Let's say that AD is not a good three point shooter. THT is not a good three point shooter. Russ is not a good three point shooter. Dwight Howard is not a good three point shooter. The only decent three point shooter in that lineup is LeBron. Y'all are grown men. And your professionals. When it comes down to it, like that is literal. That is the bottom line. I'm not exactly sure where this is gonna go. Um, mm-hmm. If I sound, if my voice sounds real raspy, it's because it still is recovering from. Uh, I'm about weekend. to say for a whole weekend of uh, <clears throat> oh, man. wrestling, and then two nights a of WrestleMania of yelling. Yeah. I could only imagine. I uh, I got to see Minoru Suzuki three times. Yeah, he was all over the fucking place. So he, you know, I know shit. for sure he wrestled at least four times. And mm. so uh, I saw him do the blood sport thing. Mm. Uh, I don't remember if he had. Yeah, he did have a match at spring break, but it was the second one, the part two, where it was him and Effie. Mm. Amazing match. Uh, just mm. like... It wasn't like a, a super technical thing or anything. It was just a great little story that was it, 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 a very, what do you call it? Self-contained little story where they're mm-hmm. just kind of doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <clears throat> but see that one, the Effie match, that came after he won the ROH TV title at uh, Supercard of Honor. Right, yeah. Which probably had the best pure, just like pro wrestling match of the weekend, oh. which was the Briscoes and FTR. Yeah. Fucking match. Holy shit, bro. You should have seen it live. So at one point uh, where I was, I looked down. We all looked down, a bunch of us. uh, And we were, so the curtain blocking everything, you know, backstage behind, you know, the the setup, the the Tron setup, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Jungle Boy was there watching. So that was just, you know, it's that kind of match where people are, are you know, kind of watching from the backstage. It was mm-hmm. great. It was great. It was great. Everybody oh, yeah. bled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm still not a big Young Bucks guy. You know I'm not. I think I've told mm-hmm. you that before. Uh, it's not. It's nothing to do with their style of wrestling. I have no problem with that style. They're just mm-hmm. something about them doesn't click with me. Yeah, I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter about them. It's getting on my damn nerves. Right? So yeah. I, think, um, I think we should save the full, like, WrestleMania thing and the weekend thing for just a recap that we'll do where we mm-hmm. just because I, I think we will have a lot of fun talking about WrestleMania because I think both of us agreed that it was mm-hmm. a pretty damn good show, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, I think night one was night one was overall stronger. A- anyways, I'm, I'm about to start breaking it down, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let us talk about how the Los Angeles Lakers have uh, totally real actually before I even get into that. Mm-hmm. This is the Beards and Balls podcast. This is our weekly episode. Uh, you can follow me at Born to Run underscore nineteen. Daryl, where can they follow you? Three uh, Ds One J on Twitter. Uh, Coach's Challenge on Twitter, but the last E is a three, and then the Coach's Challenge on Twitch and on YouTube. <clears throat> so we're uploading to YouTube Excuse now. Me. 
All right, all right. And uh on the so, internet for two years. So yeah. <laughs> I I understand. It took it took seven or eight to do it to start a podcast. So, you know, which I always think to myself, man, what if we what if I had actually just done it back then when I thought about doing it? I always said it to myself, like the the idea of the coaches challenge <clears throat> has been a thing since I think like late 2018, but we didn't really get into it until late 2020, and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. and then started back up for like a week and then i haven't done it in like seven months so last night i was just kind of like fuck it i might as well start it back up might as well again <laughs> um and you know and then and so i might as well just say it now because if i put this out there now for myself mm-hmm. i will have to mm-hmm. commit to doing it but uh moving forward to solve a lot of our uh social media conundrums and also because <laughs> uh of just my dis my disorderly way of of wanting to do things on this thing you can look mm-hmm. at beards and balls as essentially the the uh, what would i call it the first draft the uh the test run of what i wanted i guess what i want from a podcast more so mm-hmm. just to feel it out and see where it works what doesn't work i realized very early on that the overly structured let's go segment by segment and break down things uh, but also doing like those topic episodes. Like I, the idea of having topic episodes is great, mm-hmm. right? The problem is it's a, it's a matter of doing the proper research. And a lot of times it, it was just, there wasn't time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we tried the, a few other things. Uh, and I think, I think it was doing some of the stuff with you and then doing a few ep- episodes, just cheese and I where it, where it kind of clicked where it's like, okay, it needs to be more of a conversation where mm-hmm. you just allow for things to kind of go where they go. Um, mm-hmm. And usually I think we're pretty good about getting back to the main thing, no matter what, just because usually our tangents are things that are offshoots of that main thing that we were talking about. So it mm-hmm. all comes full circle and yeah, because of all of that and figuring things out, we are in the works of uh I guess rebooting the podcast more so, or or moving into phase uh, two, version two, whatever, version two point uh, and it's gonna it'll be the five of us: myself, Daryl Kaufman, if he's you know ever is available uh, again mm-hmm. from the last time, uh, Cheeseman, who was going to be available this, you know, he's not available today or yesterday. He will be available Sunday, so we're gonna do. Looks like you and I are helming our the weekly let's you know weekly conversation and mm-hmm. Lord fucking help me, uh, <laughs> Cheeseman and I are doing the much looser, much more fun version, which means Uh-oh. he's gonna be on something. You know him. Yeah, hey, that's the other thing. He's he doesn't do substances. He's just high on himself, man. Oh, I, I know people like that. They just they yeah. just they just like that all day, every day. Oof. But that, but I guess that's that's the fun part of, of doing something with him is it's it's always mm-hmm. it's always entertaining. But yeah. we will be keeping the music. Uh, oh, obviously, I forgot to mention Ulysses, my WrestleMania partner, uh, who provided me with way, way too many shots on Saturday. I could Darryl? tell when you were uh, texting me. I think it was Saturday oh, night. Man. I can't remember. I think it might have been night one. By the I'm time like, I texted you, yeah. no. By by that mm-hmm. time though, it was mm-hmm. a lot more even keeled. Like a lot more, oh, like so even worse. Oh, Daryl, you don't know the half of it. We're gonna talk you, about. Were you off your ass time. drunk, or were you like, Daryl? I don't remember going. I don't remember. 
up to a certain point at the barcade where the where the whiskey was flowing and the vodka and the tequila mm-hmm. was flowing, all of it. Uh, I don't remember well, that point. <laughs> I don't remember that's where that's from that point to mm-hmm. maybe the second or third match of the card of night one. I Damn. do not remember anything from that stretch. I miss Drew's uh, fake sword bending and hitting the rope and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyways, that's a tease for this thing that we're going to talk about later. Cause boy, oh boy, <laughs> let's just say they remember who I was at the barcade and my ideas in the mail. Um, oh, that kind it of was that bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah gotcha. It's a good thing. I washed this shirt. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it at that. My my brand new WrestleMania shirt, which did not make it to WrestleMania. Uh, but anyways, anyways, we're here to talk about the NBA because uh, joy to the world. Uh, the Lakers are fucking dead. God damn it, man. I'm yeah, so happy. Um, that's a cooked product. And I, I, you know, when it happened, um, what was that? It was two um, nights ago. Yeah, when it happened on today's yeah Tuesday night, I, I just I just grinned because I'm like, who did I, my? I think my thing is like I've seen so many Lakers fans like pissed off and shocked that this happened, but who couldn't have seen this coming? Lakers what, fans. What what was the shock? Like you brought in first of all, you got older. This was a year after you should you barely made it to the playoffs. A lot of people like to forget that. Um, you bring in a guy that does not fit into your offense. You get rid of KCP, Kuzma, and Caruso. And I think Chaville McGee had been going at that point, wasn't he? I think he was already gone. Already, yeah. yeah. But you got rid of three players that were <clears throat> defense out. You bring in Kendrick Nunn, who I don't think, even if he was able to play, was not good with Miami, but a lot of people were gassing him up because, of course, he went to the Lakers, so you have to gas him up. You then extend uh, Taylor Horton Tucker without him proving to you that he could perform in the offense that was, you know, there because of LeBron. Frank Vogel, basically as a defensive coach, was left in a situation where he was forced to play, which and I will be giving him some flack later on, but he was forced to play a lineup that contained Russ, who's fallen off as a defender because he's yeah. lost athletic ability. LeBron, who doesn't play defense anymore because he's he, he – Expels all of his offense, uh, his energy on offense. AD, who couldn't stay healthy, and even when he's on the court, is so hurt all the time. He doesn't really play the defense that he used to play like two years ago. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, who's washed up and hasn't been a good defender in like a decade. And then yeah. I, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I don't know if I just called out five people. I, I don't know. So either. So here's the thing that that's the good that that's the thing though. Mm. You can. I feel like. There is such a hard time naming people on this roster, mm. but you know there's people there. I'm like, there. like Just, Austin Reeves, bro. There's, like, there's another one. No, I'm sorry. Like, it was, Christ. it was, it was cool to talk about for like two weeks, but when you get the practicality, he's he's not as good of a defender as as uh as Caruso is. By the, and way, everybody, by the way, you forgot oh, because he's Monk. the. Do I need to even talk about his defense? Hell, yeah. I don't even need to talk about his offense at this point. Or the fact that Dwight Howard. Oh, the fact that they wouldn't play Dwight Howard and they needed a big man all year. And I'm like, yeah. why are you giving DeAndre Jordan minutes over Dwight? Why? Because him and AD got an argument on the sideline early in the season? What, what is, what is well, the issue here's here? The thing, and here's the thing. What does it fucking matter? Because AD is not on the court. 
Well, my thing Never. is like, you know, even past that point, because I, I don't think they had any longstanding, you know, no. bearing over the over the over why he didn't get minutes. I know Dwight yeah. is older, but when Dwight played, he had a positive impact on the court. He's your best defensive center, which you know you don't want a thirty. I think a thirty-five-year-old center who's had back problems how, to be your best defensive center. He's been in the league for sixteen years now. For sure, he was eighteen, so he used to be about thirty-four now, thirty-four, okay, thirty-five. All right, but yeah. who's had back issues? Which I do think if Dwight Howard did play thirty minutes a game, he probably still average about ten and ten a game. Yeah, yeah. but I, it's it's just he's thirty-six now, so it, like okay. it, to me, it's just. Is yeah, he's been in the league for a long fucking time. It's crazy to think about. I mean, you're looking but, at you're looking at guys like Stanley. It, these are names that I'm looking on the roster that I'm just reading. Stanley Johnson wasn't even on the roster to start the season. Yeah, that's my like that's that's like DJ August. <laughs> Waylon Gabriel. Who the fuck is Tre- that? Trevor Ariza. Washed up. Mason Jones. Wayne Ellington. Kent Bazemore. This is a bad. It's bad roster construction. Hey. It just, it just doesn't make Rob Blinka is overrated as fuck, and he he he's overrated because of that trade, which it ended up working out. I will not blame him for making that trade for AD. At the end of the day, he could not have anticipated AD being as injury prone as he is. Mm-hmm. What I will say is well, this: got one ring out of it, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. So, which in when you really think about it, hey, yeah. some people like the Nets, you know, put together all of that, and then. Uh, you know, it well, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to them in a second because, man, I'm taking. I mean, you don't get it, man. I am taking all kinds of victory laps today. Like it's just, so many of them. It, but it's just crazy to me how all these Lakers fans are like revolting against the franchise. Like you should have been doing that last October. You should have been doing that last. When was that? In June when they made that trade for us, bro. It was a long never, time. That they it never made sense. It never made sense. And now this rumor about Russ going to Charlotte is popping up, which is cool. He needs a fresh start. I think Charlotte would be a great place for him to play for a team that doesn't have many expectations, like where he was in Washington. But here's the yeah, problem. But you know with what? This. I don't want that package to you- Lonzo. You I don't know? think it would. I don't think it'll affect I mean, Lamelo like that. I mean, Lonzo. Oh, shit. Damn it. I did it. Uh, Lonzo, who's not. <laughs> I, who's I do it all the time. For the season. Uh, Lamelo. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to affect him because James Borrego isn't going to start Russ. No, I, no. Obviously, he won't start him. It's just, it's just a matter of at this point. I don't know how I feel about Russ on a, on a t- on my team, unless That's I'm a fair. really bad team. Unless I'm a really bad team, and I got. But the Hornets like, are one of those teams that are like on the edge of being good. True, but, I think but, I, but I, a lot of prob- a lot of reason for that being the case. But yeah, well, I, I think well that and I, and you. You ha- he's going to be a star. Like it's inevitable that Lamelo becomes a star. Mm-hmm. He's got everything to become that guy. It's just mm-hmm. you know he's young, but I don't know. <sighs> Russ isn't going to be cheap. Oh no, you, know? you. Well, let's say this. What would he, the, would I'm he? interested in what the Lakers have to give up, or what the Hornets have to give but up to get thing. Russ. Or what the Lakers have to give up to get somebody to take that contract, though. So this is that same argument when everybody when everybody's going on about how well you know LeBron is going to force his way out to Cleveland. If I'm Cleveland, why the fuck am I giving up anything for LeBron <laughs> when I have a really really good young team that is coming along with, just nicely? 
The only way that would work is if LeBron forced a buyout. If he did, he would, he would basically have to force the Lakers' hands and be like, "I'm not playing next year." So you're either going to pay me and just get rid of me and let me walk and rebuild, which and they're not going to do that because at this point no. the Lakers have, have no picks. Exactly, and, that, and that's reason- what I mean with Cle- with <clears throat> Cleveland. You know, what are they? Why am I going to give up? Any when when so far we're showing that what we're doing, how we're building our draft moves, everything, it's working. It's mm. working in a good way. Why do we want to jeopardize that at all? I get the, I get having the only LeBron, thing I but... see is that this year the first round pick isn't going to be as valuable. True. And so maybe True. and the over if they get LeBron, the, the understanding is you're at least going to be a playoff team because without LeBron, they are one. And yeah. so do you think you get LeBron a LeBron is going to have to carry any type of load defensively no. or at least nowhere near what he has to in Los Angeles. Offensively, he's going to be able to take nights off because they have Garland and if they bring Sexton back and if he does come back, because I, I have a feeling he's going to be well, one of those. There just has to be allowed to walk. There but. has to be a, that, that very strict understanding. The, the, the problem with bringing in LeBron that I, that that just worries me. And it just is a worrisome thing in general is LeBron wants to, then have some say so in things, and if you're Cle- mm-hmm. and you know how we, how it is with Cleveland, Cle- you know Cleveland knows him a lot, and they always mm-hmm. will. Uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't. He's gonna want some kind of control, and then you know that's where you, you, there has to. If well, you, you do the, bring him in, there has, thing. A, there has to. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That becomes a problem. That becomes an issue. Well, I know LeBron said that he was waiting until. Bronny gets drafted. My issue with that is that, like, two things. First of all, LeBron, you're 37, you're 38. Um, You're on borrowed time, and that's been proven the last two seasons. I think he's played a total of, like, what, 90 games the last two years? Uh Okay, and then also, let's think about it like this from the standpoint of, so let's say a team like the Nets gets Bronny. And the Nets are in a situation where they're still paying Kyrie and KD. Somebody just got hit in the head. Um, like, you know, where does he fit into that equation? Is he taking the veterans minimum just to play with his son? Maybe. I but I don't know about that. Well, okay, he might actually. You know what? I wouldn't put it past him just because at that point, I think what he's he's probably knows he's only going to play for that lat, that one season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would hope so that he doesn't get it in his head that well you know let's try and win a championship with my son because he could that that's that's an even bigger problem is that if he gets mm-hmm. that idea in his head and uh, i don't know it's just again if i'm cleveland i say no thank you it, i say no thank you because to... i feel like if i if i'm cleveland mm-hmm. why not look somewhere else Someone younger. It's hard for me to bring someone in. think about, I guess, LeBron as being washed up. He's not. But, but he, it, I, in a sense, he is, though, because he but, can't stay healthy. So uh, you're. So it, it's a very complicated. Man, it's so complicated because it's not as mm-hmm. clear cut as Jordan and the Wizards. Yeah. It, it's you like, know? you know, LeBron is still a top level. You can argue. I don't, it's not, I don't think score. it's an argument. LeBron is definitely still a top five player in the league when he can play. Yeah. It's just yeah. a thing of availability. And as, as a team that is, are you willing to bank on the fact that a per, somebody who's going to be 39, how, let, me, let me check LeBron's actual age. Cause I could be aging him. I, way I more. thought he was He's 38. So, yeah, he is 38. Yeah. He, so 
Are you? He's thirty-seven. He turns thirty-eight in December. So are you banking on? He's thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. You're banking on a thirty-eight-year-old. By the time he's a free agent, a thirty-nine-year-old. Yeah. Being healthy for the course of a whole season when you're trying to win a championship and being available in in May, April and May when you need him the most. It's a hell of a risk to be taken there. And I don't know, I don't know if if I'm if I'm the Cavaliers, he makes your team better. So I don't know if it's what, worth the, the risk of that burning out and then he retires and you don't win a championship with them. So, and then all the growth that you have done before gets stunted. That's true. And that's why I wanted to ask you uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um based on what you've seen from the Cavaliers, what do you think they need? Um, most like what is the most thing that is is going to be the deciding thing for that puts them as the team that they are with the roster that they have now you know p- plus whatever they add what is it that they need to push them over the hump as as a true contender i don't think they need well first of all i think they need more depth uh, i think you're starting to see it now at the end of the season without with um with evan mobley being out they've floundered heavily uh you're losing to the magic they've lost what uh three of the last four if i'm not mistaken uh they slipped to the play in at this point they're basically the miss of mobley's def- his presence in general and kevin love has been asked to step up and play more minutes and while yeah. kevin love has been good this season I, i'm i really don't see where he's he needs to be a starter in the nba anymore i think jared allen has also been out if i'm not mistaken uh yeah so it's, it's, it's they're going to need depth at the big man position. And they, I don't think they need an elite wing score, but they're going to need a, a wing score is, is going to be a big thing. Somebody like a, which is funny like to say, but like an Andrew Wiggins or a, or a Harrison Barnes type player. Oh, I think. Okay. Yes. So real quick, so, looking at the, at the, at the free agents who are coming out, who are going to be available this year, this, mm-hmm. this uh, off season. Mm-hmm. Again, we're under. This is what I'm asking is because it's this idea of like you were saying of of the of if they brought in LeBron and all these assumptions on what what you know. My thing is find mm-hmm. a free agent who's young that fits what you need instead. My only issue with that is it's I don't know where they get out that there. from because Harden and Bradley Beal are accepting those player options. If they yes. Bradley might get more money, but coming off of an injury, I wouldn't test that. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking maybe a Zach Levine. So I don't know if he'd leave Chicago at this point. I think he would. If they well, don't do okay, well in the playoffs. What? Okay, you're right. You're right. I don't know. <sighs> Although that, I, see, I keep hesitating on throwing him out there, but but he would be the guy that if I'm them, yeah, that's the first person you look at and you make an aggressive mm-hmm. push for. Or at the very least, you see, this is the scenario where you want to offer a sign and trade to the Bulls. So, you know, some kind of a thing where where they get him, you know, where he signs a long term and the Bulls get something out of it so that they're not left totally in, in the thing. But, you know, the Bulls are in, I mean, you know that they're in, in a win now mode. They can be all they want to. But, but that I, I know what you're about to say and you're right. Will will <laughs> should they be as opposed to, you know, should they be a team that's still, you know, building? Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they're in win now mode. That's going to affect well, a lot about what let, they do. Let's say this: they should be. I know they've had a lot of injuries that have stopped them from being that. Mm-hmm. So I will give them pause there. 
But even with them being injured, you should still be good enough to beat the best teams in the NBA at least yeah. every once in a while. They can't they can't do it at all. They I think the top top four teams in each conference, they they're like oh and what 17 against them after they lost to the yes. Bucks the other night. So I, I like I can't I can't give you I can't give you an excuse for that. Not when you have DeRozan, Levine, I would say Vucevic, but he's asked. Um, I sent you a link to. It's just a but. It's just a bunch of free agents. This. Uh, oh yeah, I'm on. I'm on sports track. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking okay. at TJ Warren because that's that's exactly what I was. That's that's the one I was about to point out there because there's a mm-hmm. the way they arrange it here is they have like guys that you know they put on as underrated and and there's a few mm-hmm. inter- there's some really interesting names around here because. They also, I mean, they also don't have to go after, you know, those top, top guys. You know, you could always just bring in what's complementary to what you need. Um, Thinking about where they're picking at this year. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to join the Zoom meeting. I'm trying to, no, don't, don't leave that one. I I clicked the wrong link when I got on the Twitter things. I was trying to look at the uh, link you sent. I, I, the reason why I said somebody like a Harrison Barnes is for that reason, which in, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a free agent this year. I think he's not until next year, which is tough for him because he's actually having a great season this year. And it's not going to matter because he's playing for Sacramento. You think the Heat are going to bring back Oladipo? Um, it's according to the Oladipo we get in the playoffs. I know he's yeah. been better yeah. over the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since they moved Duncan Robinson out of the starting lineup, thank the Lord. Uh, but um, should I have a, a discussion on that? But um, I don't know. It's according to you know, not only how much I want to know how much he's going to ask for. Yeah, yeah. Because if he's asking for too much money, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't see a scenario where the Heat are paying Victor Oladipo like 15 mil a year when this guy's only been available like what for a total of like 20 games out of his time with the Heat. Like I said, if he goes on a run during the playoffs, then fine. Uh, but first of all, he, can, he, he can't even play night to night. Like he didn't play against the Hornets because they gave him rest. Which I know he's trying to rest him up for the playoffs, but at this point in the season with him being out the whole first half of the year, you need to know if he's ready to make that run for the playoffs. Now he has been a great three point shooter with the Heat, but everything else has been lacking: the defense, the driving. And of course, he hasn't played in a long time, so still trying to get his legs on him. He's the one. I, I don't know what player now. I don't know what Victor Oladipo is, mm-hmm. and okay. I can't say for sure if I know they're going to bring him back until I see what he does during the playoffs. Okay. If he helps the Heat win a championship or get to the finals again or get to the Eastern Conference Finals, probably be brought back. If not. No. Plus, they already they already got a dumb contract on the books with Duncan Robinson, where they overpaid somebody, and now he's not contributing the way they thought he would to the team. Uh, so I don't know with him. So then let's just move. Let's let's keep chugging along because I know we you know we talked a little bit about the Lakers and uh, so I, but actually before we leave, let's just rewind back to them. I think it's mm. safe to so there's it feels like there's a sharp divide. Mm. Of, of people where it's like one side totally blames the Lakers for all this mm. trouble. And then the other side totally plays blames LeBron James. And my thing is a bit of both. 
that's exactly what it is. I'm like, guys, there is actually a pretty even middle ground here <laughs> where it's like, actually guess there's a lot. There is so much blame to go around and you can't not include Anthony Davis in there. And you can't, there's a lot of people that you, there's so much, so many issues with this team. Frank Vogel has a piece. I know you wanted to say something about Frank Vogel. Yeah. I'm sorry. And when you get to a point to where you're running a lineup where it was, I can't remember what game it was. I was watching it. It was on TV. And he had a lineup of like, when he would run those lineups. One of their 36 for, for, different lineups. Yeah. For extended extended periods of time when he would be running Russ, LeBron, AD, Dwight, and it was THT. Tell me how this makes sense. Why would you put Russ in a lineup where LeBron is not a LeBron is not a volume three point shooter. Let's say that mm-hmm. AD is not a good three point shooter. THT is not a good three point shooter. Russ is not a good three point shooter. Dwight Howard is not a good three point shooter. The only decent three point shooter in that lineup is LeBron. Why are you running a lineup where most of those guys need to get to the paint to score? Why is Russ in a lineup like that? That doesn't make sense. There should never be a lineup where LeBron James is the best shooter you have. And there should never be a lineup where where your kickout option is Russell Westbrook. Oh, I know. Because because here's the sad thing. They are not going to send anyone out that way. Let him shoot. No. Bro, the Lakers, I I wanted to point this out. They literally just played against the Rockets two years Mm -hmm. ago in the bubble. Their main strategy to beat the Rockets was to let James Harden, basically, we're not going to have James Harden beat us. We're going to let Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook do whatever he wants on the perimeter. He has to outshoot. He has to shoot them to a win. Yeah, And they left him open on numerous occasions and dared him to shoot threes and would not give him the paint and would mm-hmm. cut off the passing lane to James Harden. And they beat them, I think it was 4-1. to one. You trade for that two years later, knowing that you're getting to trade for him. You have to get rid of two of your best three point shooters. You're letting another one walk in free agency and you're not bringing any more in that would help you. Kendrick Nunn is not a great three point shooter. He's mm-hmm. his, his, his best asset is slashing no, more spacing problems that you would have created if he was able to play. I don't understand what the Lakers, what Rob Palenka was thinking and what the fuck LeBron was thinking from a standpoint of, you sense. know, you know what you win with. Doesn't you need shooters around you? That's how you won in 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we talking I think, about? I think any competent NBA team understands that you have to be able to shoot the ball and simply driving up the middle. It just that's just not going to work anymore. <laughs> it's just not, man. That's not how the NBA. I don't. But even in a situation where if that's the offense you want to run, like. You can't do that if you don't have at least if your point guard can't shoot, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Straight which up, which is why, which is it's it's funny because I Excuse I me. I keep looking back and I'm like, well, getting rid of Caruso was a mistake. Yeah, you could have, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you could have had Caruso instead of mm-hmm. Westbrook there. Just take Westbrook out of the equation altogether. Keep Caruso. You get yourself your buddy heel that you that that can shoot or or. Uh, and I know it's it's revisionist history. Nobody knew that that Demar was going to have this kind of a of a season. But Demar's willing to take a pay cut to come there, and he then you get Kyle Lowry too. Yeah, and here's the other thing with him: you have poss- quite possibly the best mid range shooter in the league. Like quite, like he makes like think about it. 
Like at the very least, the guy can shoot. The guy can score. He can do a lot of different things. And he's, I mean, if you play with Greg Popovich, at some point you're going to absorb a little bit of that team. You have to play. It's a very team game. Plus look at how they played in Toronto, like how he played. Here's my thing. Let's look at, let's look at uh, the, the breakdown here. You traded Russ for KCP and Kyle Kuzma, and I think there was something else involved in it. I can't remember. Would you rather give that package up for Russ or knowing that the Heat traded Precious, Precious for Kyle Lowry, who Precious wasn't, Precious hasn't been and wasn't, you know, showing that he'd be some star player or anything like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So, like, why I would way rather have that than Russ. And I know Kyle Lowry has been hurt a lot of the year, mm-hmm. but when he has been healthy for the Heat, um, and especially over the last couple of weeks since he stepped up his three-point shooting, he's been the main reason why when the Heat went on that losing streak, he stepped his game up and they've gone on a five-game winning streak in response to that and yeah. reclaimed first in the East because of him. It, it is in large part been due to him. Jimmy's game has stepped up because Kyle Lowry's presence on the court. Yeah. Defensively, Kyle Lowry has been great since the last for the last couple of weeks since he came back. I think it was like personal issues or something, and he came back. He has been great yeah. for the Heat. I don't understand what the Lakers were thinking not getting Kyle Lowry, and I don't know what they were thinking. Apparently, if they, they traded would, for Kyle they Lowry, just, they would have had to get rid of THT and yeah. add him to that package that they did. The basically the reason why they took the rush trade, one of the main reasons was why was because THT wasn't involved in that package. They didn't want to get rid of Kyle Kuzma and THT. I understand that from the standpoint of at that time, we did not know what THT truly was because he didn't have a full year as the starting wing. But we all knew that THT couldn't shoot. Yeah, but you know, but you, but you know what Kyle Lowry is, you know, he's know. a proven commodity, you know, and, and, and you know, and you know what Russ <laughs> is. You, I, yeah. that's what I fucking hate. That's the one thing I hate. I kind of wish Chris LeBron was here. James, man. I kind of wish Chris was here. Oh, man. so do I, because I it, <laughs> like that is the one thing that I fucking hate about LeBron James. Why do you have to play with your goddamn friends, or, or why why do you get in your own way? Like this dude gets in his own goddamn way of his own it, of winning it is a championship. The same reason why he has his own media company and people that are assigned to networks yes. that are to the media company. Look, I, over yes. the last couple yeah, of years, right. my softest, I, right. I, I like LeBron, but LeBron so is I. LeBron is like every other great athlete. Tom Brady's like this. He's a fucking sociopath. Yes, he and and he needs to control the narrative. Every single hey, big do whether it, it's do Jordan to look at there you go. Whether it's Jordan, whether it's LeBron, Tiger, Tiger. Woods, if it's if it's Brady, Manning, me. either of the Mannings, whoever it is, I'm it's crazy that I'm compare, putting Eli in that. No, scenario, no, no. But, a, no, anyone with the last name Manning, you're yeah, you're, you're safe. Both of the Mannings. Um, you look at Kobe Bryant. Anybody, it's all about controlling the narrative. They have to have how, their own version. How how does that? How does that apply to Chuck? To Charles Barkley? Yeah. Oh, well, he's see, Charles Barkley doesn't, he has the MVP. He has everything but the ring. And so everybody just makes fun of Chuck because he doesn't have a ring. Right? And, That's what it is. But it, I think it's hard for, for Chuck to, to control his narrative because I think Chuck has such a hard time articulating what he wants to get across a lot of yes. the time because he doesn't have that championship. It's easy for him to put, hang that over his head. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really, really, really stupid. Shitty. 
Yeah. It, because but, it's like, did you see what that dude used to do? <laughs> like, did like did oh. you not fucking see how amazing he was? But you're just, you know, you got to, tr- you're just trashing the guys. I mean, I, I, I've never liked it. Just, I've never liked it. Yeah. I mean, but I, in a way that. He invites some of it, though, with some of the shit he says. Oh, no, of course he does. No, no, that's the thing. He mm-hmm. invites a lot of it. But I think that's what I like about him, though, is that he does like he in a way, in a way, not having mm-hmm. that ring has helped. I mean, it has helped his career after the game so much more. His his um, it's crazy because he, he's got a, a more of a to me, at least a more impressive resume after the game than during. Be- and and I think that that uh, he's just he's he's carved himself a spot in the game's history, a very unique one, you know. Uh, I will say that I'm not a fan of Charles Barkley. Yeah, I, I'm. You you know I know, but um, it, it's I get it. it's also crazy to me how people disrespect them. I know Shaq is just. Him and Shaq had a rivalry when they played. At the end of the day, while they're probably friends now, there's there's still that semblance of, you know, competitiveness. You don't ever get over that. Both of them are assholes, right? There you go. um, You know, I I think people take what Shaq says too much to heart and use that against Mm -hmm. Chuck when in reality, I think Shaq is being playful when he does it. Yeah. Like and and well, I I think it's invited way too much dumbass conversation, stupid stupid. Well, I, I think I, I, it's crazy, but that might be a testament to how good of a of a show uh, uh, the NBA on TNT is. Oh yeah, inside the it, NBA is definitely yeah. I don't think there's anyone any NBA show that tries to do what they no. do comes close to it. No, they, they're they're it's excellent, but part of it is also is that that it it's almost like you feel like you're there and you're very comfortable mm-hmm. with, with them. You're, in fact, you're, you're too comfortable with them. And mm-hmm. they also kind of blur the, the shack. And it's, a, he's really good at blurring that line where it's like, uh, how, how much of how serious for some people, for a lot of people, it turns out uh, where it's like, Oh, you know, you're not really, you know, or you're actually kind of where they take it seriously, you know? No, and that's not to say that Shaq, I think the whole Shaq Some beat there. that he had with Dwight Howard was stupid as fuck, uh, and on oh, Shaq's part. Uh, yes. um, and a lot of the the shit that Shaq does, I don't agree with in terms of how he talks about players like Joel Embiid. I agree. Um, from from the standpoint of where I don't necessarily always disagree with his criticisms, but as a former player, I have an issue with you just taking fault with everything that younger players do. Like a Jeff Van Gundy, every time he goes on ESPN, he complains about <sighs> there's taking too many threes and they shoot too many threes. And like as a former player and a former coach, you do damage to the game. And I think that one of the main reasons why Twitter, why NBA discourse and why sports discourse right now is so fucked up is that so many players from back in the day, like Charles Oakley, come out and talk shit about the current day players so much <laughs> instead of appreciation how great they are. And like you don't see MJ going on TV and being like, "Oh, I think LeBron's a fucking bum." Every anytime no. he gets the chance to talk about LeBron, he treats LeBron with respect so because you're right. About while MJ that. is an asshole, he understands that he was in that situation thirty years ago, and people were saying that he was, you know, the the you know prior generation was better. And yeah. why would I put these young athletes in that situation? That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Well, and I that? think, uh, yeah, and, and it's crazy because you would hope that a lot more of those players 
I mean, if Michael Jordan, who's got the biggest ego in the on the fucking planet, can like admit that decides, him and LeBron are on the same level, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's like when you when you watch the Last Dance, <laughs> on, or, or any time that you see any time that you see him like interact with Larry Bird or with Magic Johnson, where it's like there is that still that uh, I guess they're peers, but like you never see Magic. Or, well, I mean, I don't, uh, sometimes sometimes Magic. Mag, well, Magic says the most vanilla things uh, at mm. times. Sometimes, which is hilarious to me. Have you seen his tweets like at, about certain? Like, oh, bro, events? it's hilarious how like it is. Just- Somebody made a point about that when he was when he went on when he went on uh I forgot what show it was and was talking trash about the Lakers trading oh, for yeah. us. Yes. And yes. they brought up the ago, tweet right? about him. Yeah. And they brought the tweet about him saying that he was glad that the Lakers traded for him. But somebody made a good point. That tweet was so generic that now Magic is a cover for any time that he slanders the Lakers because yeah. he can be like, oh well, I, you know, I tweet about that, I tweet like that about everything. He, and he really does, because like, have you, mm-hmm. I mean, his takes on like just like when the Super Bowl happens or when anything happens like that, they're very it's, like, they're very safe. So they're yeah, very safe. Oh, yeah. And he knows what he's doing. That shit. Yeah, of course, because social media. First of all, like you don't want to invite that shit in on Twitter of all places. Yeah. You know that mm-hmm. I th- I think that's a real smart thing on his part, where it's like, well, I see what happens when you engage, mm-hmm. and when you when you go down that rabbit hole. I'm not going to jump down that rabbit hole. Instead, I'll I'll pick my what do you call it? Pick my moments to make these mm-hmm. these statements, which is why for a lot of people it was a little jarring to hear him actually have some genuine opinion on how the mm-hmm. Lakers turned out and like that was actually some pretty harsh uh, pretty little harsh little opinion there considering how safe well, he is for some people. He doesn't like Rob well when the whole thing happened when he got not. fired. He does yeah. not like Rob Palenka. I don't think a lot of people, a lot of Lakers legends like Janine Buss either because of yeah, how she's managed done. the team, you know, since her father, uh, everything that happened there. Yeah. Um, I don't think her brothers, a couple of her brothers aren't even happy with a lot of no, the stuff. No, I, I, I know that, like, she's the one who ended up with, like, the, the greatest. I mean, if you want to look at this as, like, a family power grab, she won, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. She won, like, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I can clearly see where the the siblings might not be too thrilled with how she's just run. Okay, so there's this in, super interesting stat. I forget exactly what the number is, but in mm-hmm. 65 years, the Lakers I think only missed the playoffs like six times. In the mm-hmm. last like decade or like 15 years or so, they've missed it seven Jesus or six Christ. six or seven times. Like the like when it's extremely impressive when you think over 65 years. Mm-hmm. They, well, she that. she's benefited off of off of the whole thing of the mystique of the Lakers being the Lakers. That that's yeah. her big claim to relevancy right now. With that team is that they bank on the fact it's that a guy like LeBron threat. James is willing to come there and get you an extra championship. But after that, that even the year before they got AD, they were bad. <laughs> like, but what, but what, what's funny is though is like. That mystique, that idea, that thing that about the Lakers, the, the, all of that, it's fine. It was, I, I think, when you've entered the era where we've entered now, where anybody in the NBA can be a star anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, at oh, any social moment. Social media is changed the game because um, you know what? If I'm ya- it, right now, if mm-hmm. I'm Giannis, and uh, you know, and the Lakers are like, we want Giannis, 
Why the fuck would no. I go to the Lakers? Because here's the thing. You get away from the pressure of playing for an L.A. team and having to deal with their fan base. Huh? And you're still allowed to. Every time Giannis does some wholesome shit, it goes all over the, the all over fucking Are you Twitter. Kidding? When he busted out the joke book <laughs> and the only person who was amused with his joke was him. Fuck exactly. Yeah. Bro, That's the kind of shit people. Why? It's like uh, it's like Tim Duncan in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, or Manu or any of those guys where there is just like this unconditional, unwavering love mm-hmm. and appreciation for what you did as opposed to, okay, but now what, what are you going to do for us now? Which is the Giannis, whole fucking Lakers fan. We're never have to pay for food or anything oh. as long as he lives in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. This is the king. So, Oh, fun fact. So my buddy who I, who I drove to mania with mm-hmm. uh, after, after night two, we were dropping off some, other friends of our or of his at um at the airport mm-hmm. one of them was from milwaukee and mm-hmm. when he said that i'm like i he was the uh he said he was a bucks fan we started talking about that and just mm-hmm. like the way he the way he talked about Giannis, mm-hmm. and was just like i hope he never leaves i'm like that man why would he want to leave that oh he's he's not the only way Giannis leaves is if the Bucks internally do something to piss him off. And I don't think they will at this point. They don't they seem better like not. I mean, it, it's not. funny. I say that I say that because but um but then I remember these are franchises and they will do that at some point. All of them. They better be who. very careful about how they handle Giannis. Um Anthony, can we pause for a bit? My, one of my bosses just called me. So it, it was at this point in time where we had to pause uh, just, you know, for reasons. And uh, you're going to notice an odd edit. And we're probably not going to start talking about the last thing we were talking about. But we will start talking about the NBA because I want to talk about. Uh, I did not know that the Jazz were run by a member of the Shield. Wait. Please huh? tell me. Did you see what's his name? Who was not happy with the narrative that's being pushed out about uh, about Gobert and uh, um, oh my god, why am I blanking? You talking about Quinn Snyder? Yes, Quinn Snyder. Did you not see the? Did you not see? Yeah, yeah. Did you not see his his outfit that he was wearing? Uh -uh. Oh, Daryl, go watch because he looks like he's dressed like Seth Rollins in the Shield, and that is all that everyone is saying about him. I'm not. I have not seen that. Have you seen the rumors about him going to the Lakers? Who? Quinn Snyder. Rudy. Oh, Quinn Snyder. Oh, mm-hmm. why would you want? Well, okay. I'm like, you're with the Jazz. Well, I get the... that sucks, but why would you want to go to the Lakers? <laughs> that's even worse, man. Somehow yeah. that's even worse. Like, but like this whole this whole narrative of of that because so on Twitter or mm-hmm. not on Twitter. Uh, I guess after one of their games during a press conference, he was he was just talking about how unhappy he was with what people are saying about Rudy Gobert and what's in uh, Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. and how they, I mean, but the thing is like anybody with fucking eyes can see it. <laughs> look. Um, let's, let's just uh, go ahead and break this down here about the jazz. And I'm going to be very, cold about it i i have i have i have i have my criticisms of rudy gobert right Mm -hmm. but in that game against i can't remember who they were playing with they ended up blowing that lead it was the warriors they were playing against the warriors 
And this man, Rigo Bear, got a 6-2 player on him in the paint. Yep. And I think it was Donovan Mitchell took that stupid ass jumper and ended up missing it. Yep. Like that happens way too, like there's way too many clips of that taking place to where it's not a problem. I understand that Quinn Snyder is trying to protect his players and protect mm. the locker room to try to prevent any further dissension than what is already going on uh, in their locker room. Cause you can tell that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell don't like each other. And the fact that they, the both of them keep acting like they like each other is yeah. bullshit. Come on now, let's because, be honest. Because like, like we hear it, they say it, and then like you see them on the court, and you're looking, you're you're looking directly at the fact that Donovan Mitchell has like the clearest, like it's an easy fucking two points, mm. and he just. But won't. also, is what if you remember what what Rudy Gobert said earlier in the season? He was saying that he liked the Sun so much because while while Devin Booker is known as an offensive player, he still is a good defensive player, and mm-hmm. it's, he gives a lot of effort on the defensive end. Donovan Mitchell doesn't do that, and, it's, yep. and that's the truth. And yeah. at the same time, that stat that Donovan Mitchell is only passed to Rudy Gobert, I think he's passed to Rudy Gobert less times or the same amount of times that Trey Young has assisted Clint Capella this season. I that's on assist. That. Yes, I've seen that stat. So it's it <laughs> oh, it is goodness. crazy to me to to see Quinn Snyder, which I yet again he's a head coach who has to do that. Of course, but to ignore to. the issue and then not address it because I don't think he's even addressing it in the locker room. Because if he was, Rudy Gobert would be getting a lot more points. I think that Rudy yep. Gobert is being held back in the sense that he does not get the ball in situations Correct. where they run a lot of pick and pop. But it should be a lot more pick and roll. They're not, but they're not giving him the ball when he rolls to the basket. And he has that mismatch. Now, sometimes Rudy Gobert does miss layups at the rim. I, I'm very critical of him doing that or not having a post game at all. Look, we but, have an opinion. We all have a we. You know, we have strong opinions on Rudy Gobert. Yeah, should not have won DPOI last year. I stand by that. No, and I agree with. I, I am firm. I am very comfortable with agreeing with you on that. Um, mm-hmm. I. It's just y'all are grown men, and you're professionals. When it comes down to it, like that is literal. That is the bottom line. You're grown. You're you're not just grown man. You're a grown ass man, and you are being paid millions of dollars to pass a ball to someone or to, mm-hmm. at the very least, play some sense of team basketball. So, if you're playing millions of dollars, and I'm a I'm a jazz fan. Mm-hmm. Or if you're getting paid that, and I'm a jazz fan, and I'm seeing that this is what that you guys are are, are behaving like this, I want answers. Like, we'll never. Well, apparently, the Rudy Gobert had a player only meeting, uh, held a player only meeting a couple of days ago, or yesterday. So I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what's happened. There, there. I already see them. They might get past the first. They might. So might who are they playing get, the first round? Let me check and see. Because a couple of days ago they were flirting with playing, but I think they avoided that. I th- uh, mm-hmm. did they? I have a standing. Yeah, because right I think all the playing spot. Yeah, they they've they've secured a play they've secured a playoff spot. Denver is yeah. trying to keep Minnesota away. Um, uh-huh. but they have to play Dallas in the first round. I don't like that matchup. No, Dallas has beat. I, honestly, Dallas has beat them because they. Who, who's gonna stop Luca? That's, but that's going to be the problem is that the person who should be able to stop him isn't yeah. going to play good enough defense, and that's going to yeah. force Rudy Gobert to switch out to the perimeter. And A, Luke is a great passer. 
Spencer Dinwiddie's been great for the Mavericks. By the way, Jalen Brunson's been great for them. Who would have thought that that was going to like, well, because I, and the reason I asked that is when it, when that, when the Mavericks made that trade, they got shit on across the board. Well, yeah, because I think Spencer Dinwiddie was being forced to be the primary ball handler in Washington without Bradley Beal, which was leading to a lot of problems because he just can't do that with his current, with the shape he's in coming off of that injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, In, in Dallas, he's allowed to be more of a catch and shoot player. He's allowed to play off the ball while still being the starting point guard. And I think that helps out so much for them because he's just allowed to be a scorer. And it's not like he has to be a volume because scorer. it's just it because Luca is just Luca. It, it it it's funny that that's that Dimwitty is is the exact kind of player that benefits, I guess, from Luca. It mm-hmm. turns out, and it's the type of player that Luca needs because he's not demanding the ball every three seconds. It, that that is exactly the 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 way that the Mavericks build around him moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's just you're gonna have to find guys who are well. Let me say this now. I could understand why Kristaps was mad about not getting the ball if Kristaps was consistent. But I don't think Luca trusted Kristaps. I don't think that coaching staff trusted Kristaps. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was the reason why that situation didn't work out. I think if the Mavericks do go get get another star at some point, it will work perfectly because Luca isn't a ball hog. Kristaps is in this is in that weird space where it's very. mm -hmm. It reminds me a lot of Melo. When Melo just didn't understand no. that he's not the the prime. Chris Stops reminds me of Andrea Bargnani. Oh, that's that is the person who I compared him to after oh. his first year in New York. I said he is Andrea Bargnani to a T, and I've not been a wrong. Name Daryl, that is a name. He that, is, that is a fucking name. Tell me I'm wrong. He he, he is that is exactly who he is. He's You're Andrea Bargnani. You're not wrong. That's fucking wild. That is a great, that's a great pull. So, by the way, I don't remember where Chris Stapps got traded to. Washington. Washington. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, the fact that I don't even, man, talk about, oof, well. Yeah, I, they're, they're, um, they're in a way because I have a feeling Bradley Beal is about to tell them, uh, peace he, out. He, you know, <laughs> so. There is one last person that I do. Well, okay. There's one one last thing I do want to say. How about those Spurs winning eight of nine? Man, I'm telling when you, they had to win. They had they won, and they, without was, and they won the last one without most, exactly. Yeah. Shit, I am so happy for that team. I will say this. I you know I did in a previous that. podcast say that. <laughs> but <laughs> I did say in a previous podcast that I thought that that pop was senile, and I still think that. Uh, he's senile in that time. weird way where it's like he is senile, but he's still he can he's still, still capable coach. of getting the job done when he needs to. Well, yeah, it's just now he's very much given into the you know what I Pop is very much in that it feels like he's in grand grandpa mode, mm. you know, where he's just he lets <laughs> shit slide at times that he didn't used to let slide because he's older now and he's at the hey, end of things. You know, speaking of the Spurs, man, mm-hmm. Keldon Johnson. I don't want to talk about DeJounte Murray. You mean the Olympic gold medalist, man? Kel- Keldon Johnson. I, I, I'm a man. Yeah, no, no, he's good. I'm just saying, I think he gives off very strong 
Kawhi Leonard vibes. I think the Don't last couple that. of drafts, and I'm not talking about the <laughs> thing know, with I him know. and Uncle Dennis and all of that. Like, but I'm in like, terms do of... I have to start digging and finding his <laughs> Uncle Dennis? And like, do I have to like put a hit out? Because like, but... I. <laughs> I'll do it. I won't do it. Don't don't come for me, FBI. I'm about I would to never say, put a hit out. Um, hey, look, I'm not I'm not gonna just say disassociate. Topic, but, yeah, uh, but he's a great wing scorer. He's a great wing defender. Starting to come into his own ever since the last ten games. I think he's averaging 21 a game. Yeah, like 21 and six. Um, I'm 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 watching out for them in that play in. I know Who they have they to win two in a row. So uh, right now, who they get first? Is it the it Pelicans or the or the, the Clippers? It's the Pelicans. Okay, it's the Pelicans. God, and then they would have to beat whoever Pelicans. loses that Timberwolves Clippers game. God, I hope so. It's, it's going to be tough because God, it's going to be I tough. It's the fucking Clippers. That's <laughs> destiny. It's destiny. I know. Oh, I think I've told you before. I hate the Clippers more than any other team, and I hated them before Kawhi went there. Like mm-hmm. I've hated Why do you them hate the for Clippers all so much. Because was it the Chris Paul? Years? It was Chris Paul. It was Chris. Oh Paul yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was also the fact that I didn't like Chris Paul going into that. Like I've totally mm-hmm. like changed on that guy. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was in the <laughs> in the middle of my hottest like. Oh, I, my shit. my my hate meter was pointed firmly at him. Mm-hmm. Like it was on his back. I'm like this guy. I have to find somebody to hate in this league, or else I, I you know what I mean. Oh, the Clippers are getting Norman Powell. Oh. But here's the thing, though. You saw mm. what the Clippers did just the just like last night. Yeah, but yeah, it's the Clippers, though. It's the Clippers. Some teams you can't change their DNA no matter the who. The only you reason put why they didn't make it to the finals last year, if we remember, was because Kawhi's knee blew out. If they, but that's if what he's I'm telling healthy, you. It that's goes true. beyond that. It's like it is, it's like the fact, it's like. I am I can't believe I'm saying this because it sounds so crazily superstitious, but there are times mm-hmm. where I'm like, these teams, certain teams just have this energy where mm-hmm. it's like, no. Well, that's kind of how denied. I feel about the Suns. In a sense. Uh, see, it's weird because like I don't know if they're gonna be one of those teams that if they're gonna pull a Philadelphia where they change the, their destiny all of a sudden, where it's like because I mean, although who am I kidding? Philadelphia oh. at their core will always be fucking losers. And you know who I'm talking about, not the 76ers, the Eagles. God, I hate them. Uh, shit, I hate them. God. Uh, but since we're talking about Philadelphia, how's that James Harden experiment going? Well, um, they're basically in the same spot they were in before they made that trade where, I you know, Jordan Beat is doing everything. And I love it, man. Left it dry. And the Matisse Thibault is out. Because, and I've said it That's a defense. lot of times. I've never mm-hmm. liked James Harden's game. Like, okay, I like that. I like that he can score. I love, you know, sure, that's all cool, but mm-hmm. that's just never a. I've never liked it. I've never liked it. My so, problem is, is that, but that's just me. He's he's going so deep into that, and now where he's in a situation where his hamstring is gone, yeah, it's like you can't do that anymore. You have to change your game up, and he has been so bad ever since he's coming to Philadelphia. He had like two good games, and which and. Remember, they Still were the James next Harden. Kobe and Shaq right after like those two games. For like, I hated that shit. God, Over the last ten games, he's averaging thirty eight percent from the field and shooting thirty percent. Like, this is why. Like, if I was the 76ers, you know who I who I would have much rather have had, and you know, oh. probably probably a Bradley Beal. 
Yeah, but he wasn't playing this year anyway. But no, no, he wasn't. But are but, you talking about just in general? I was talking like in general, like because honestly, mm. my thing was them with with Philadelphia that I thought that they they would have like really aimed for was let's mm-hmm. he's going to be a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. So it would have been let's sign him, let's bring him. Well, on the hook for Harden's contract for a while, and exactly. So, so that's that's at least for now, one more year. Now they can't do that because he's going to do like get, a sign and trade. That'll be how many teams? There's a player option. That'll be uh, Houston to the Nets, Nets to Philly. This will be five this time coming up. That'll be his fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And not once has it ever worked. Not once. And that's the funny thing. That's like the most amazing thing is like for James Harden, it has when it fails, it fails with in in like the greatest fashion, like in, in like the most showy fucking way you can think of. What I will say is this: I blame. So it's, it's interesting. I blame MDA more for what was that year when they missed like twenty-seven straight threes? Oh, um, uh, was it eighteen? What year was it? It was twenty eighteen. Is that the year that they won like sixty? Yeah, 65? and they were like one game. I think they were like one game away from beating the Warriors too. Yeah. I blame MDA for that more than I blame Harden. No, absolutely. I've always thought that that, that was his destiny was, team. Um ass as a head coach and always benefited oh, from never, the talent that he had yeah but, no, you're right because uh mm-hmm. with his time with the sons and all that yeah no you're, you're right i always feel uh, short always well no matter where he was when he was with the knicks when he was it was always at that same ship you know yep uh i don't know uh, he yeah some guys just aren't winners as coaches other guys have won a lot of games and championships and bullshit and he is <laughs> firmly not one of them yeah. Like firmly, uh, he's unless he takes mustache take, too. Unless he wants to be a, unless he's an assistant coach, I don't see MDA ever. No, no, no. doing anything. But and I think I, like he probably would be a great assistant coach. I think he is, if I'm not mistaken. He he, he has to be his assistant who, coaching somewhere. By the way, you know the best part of all the Philadelphia situation is that when they lose in the playoffs, I get to watch Doc Rivers be disappointed again. Again, that is, I look forward to it every year, man. Where yeah, MD is a, an advisor for the Pelicans right now, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be advising them to figure out what the fuck they need to do with Zion <laughs> uh, and how they can recoup their losses because that's not going to end well. Uh, but I'm looking forward every every year, every year, no matter what, I know that there are a few things that are guaranteed in life. And one of them is that Doc Rivers will choke at some point. In the playoffs, and you know what? I cannot wait to see him with his sad, red, teary eyes and his gruff voice, just talking about (laughs) coming up with some (laughs) bullshit about why they lost, and it's not his fault. I mean, let's look at their. And maybe he'll find. Maybe he'll find a way to trade another relative of his. Well, there he's also been a name that's come up with the Lakers, which would be fucking hilarious. Man, do you want the like perfect formula for just the ultimate disaster? Let's what, bring what now. Let's bring is? Doc Rivers, one of the most. And I'm in. I don't. I, I'm fine with saying this. One He's of the most overrated coaches ever. Three Hall ever. of Fame. No, four Hall of Famers on one team. Four. Yeah, championship because, because a lot of people don't say Rondo, but Rondo, Rondo was but a big he will part be of that. one. Yeah, and he should be. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Seventy Sixers in the playoffs will probably have to play either Toronto. Uh, I don't know if Chicago is going to creep up to that five spot, but if so Philadelphia could potentially Toronto's, finish from two to four at this point. Toronto is like quietly dangerous. 
you know, but, but yeah, like, but, but with a team, because again, this is doc mm-hmm. and I, man, I cannot believe it, but I, I, I do take it into account. Like the fact that it is a doc rivers coach team in the playoffs matters. That is the truth. And I'm I mean, like, we've seen what happened last year against the Hawks. They should not have lost that series. And also the, t- I mean, also the Raptors are playing with house money going into this because yep. they don't have, there are zero have expectations. expectations. Nope. Those are the teams that are the most dangerous. Like, cause, cause nobody think you, what you're not supposed to do anything. Look at Ooh, the Hawks. What? The the Celtics and the Bucks play tonight. It's going to be a big game. And Philly and Toronto plays tonight. Is it for uh, well, yeah? They're they're only what two the one game apart. The two of them. Toronto Toronto's two three back of Philly. So the highest they can finish is fifth. Okay. But uh, Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston are all within a half game of each other. Which is that? By the way, that's what I was talking about. Uh, I think we talked about that. Last, a long a while back where it's just like mm. when you look at the separation between the suns and everyone and number two in the west and then you look at how close the top four teams <laughs> are to each other yeah it's like it's just yeah it's it's clear who the best of the west is can we talk about monty williams for a second speaking of the we fucking should. suns bro i he is always his whole career has been given the short end of the fucking stick. And what he's doing in Phoenix has been nothing short of fucking brilliance. Yeah. I know getting Chris Paul was a big part of that, but Chris Paul has been out for a significant chunk of the season, and the Suns have not missed a fucking beat. No, no. The, that That is the – that's the thing, like – and I know it's hard for a lot, and I get, like, there's a it's, – it, it's difficult to give – like, to say Devin Booker is the MVP when you have Chris Paul and you know how vital he is. But mm-hmm. Devin Booker has stepped up. And like he's and so has everyone, everyone on that team has stepped up to do what they need to do to win. It's like when it's like the Grizzlies when when on um, and the times that they haven't had John Morant, where it's like, you know what, that's a good, that's just a good team. Oh, yeah. They're a good team. Which and like, I see a lot of people using that against the uh, which I think is fucking stupid. The Grizzlies, which is dumb as fuck. I, I yeah. Because man, because at the end of the day, if the Grizzlies make it like to the Western Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. what the fuck are you going to be saying then because guess what whatever happened in the regular season doesn't matter anymore nope. like this that's why I, okay so let's let's just jump to this well, uh, you know people are fucking malicious people people will come up with any fucking any excuse they can to slander somebody for no oh, fucking you saw reason, that so. the, you saw what they were going after uh Dejounte murray over what when he was laughing about like how that they won or they didn't like cover the spread and how many people would be losing bets and people. Oh were like, yeah. They were well, then you off that man well, it's that. Like, well, then you should have done what, what, what the fuck do you mean? He should have done this. He's not playing to, so you can make some fucking money. God damn it. I hate sports bro, fans, man. They were, they were pissed because they didn't hit their parlay, bro. Exactly. My shit is this where it's like, if you can't fucking afford to be betting, don't be fucking betting. Oh, bro, people, you say that because you oh. got money and there's people who be betting that need the money. Hey, look, guess what? Spit, I don't have money like either. <laughs> Mother, God damn I'm it. broke. Exactly. I will, technically, I'm not legally allowed to bet, but that's neither here but, nor there. But you know what? I, I know mean. I don't have the money. Yeah. I'm not going to go. And let's say I called you because you, you can legally bet in Texas, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be like me yeah. calling you and being like, hey, I'm going to send you. $500. I want you to put down this parlay of DeJounte Murray hitting 20 points, hitting again a triple double, fucking LeBron playing in the last game of the season and fucking uh, AD staying healthy for a season. And I'm going to give you that. And then I'm going to get pissed off with LeBron and AD for not playing in a game that doesn't yeah. matter. 
yep. the end of the year, and then Dejounte yes. Murray not getting a triple double, and then like going and sending death threats to them as if yeah they had any control over that. Yeah, and th- this is the, that the, that's the, the exact shit we're talking about, where it's like when I know I'm broke. Like, oh my god, it's I don't have the money. I'm not I'm not sending nobody no fucking money to bet for me, or I'm not. Or, or let's say I lived in a state where it was legal to bet mm-hmm. on parlays. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and take all of my money out of my bank account, hoping that I'm going to make thirty, forty thousand dollars on a fucking bet. First of all, most of those people, most of the bets that people put parlays on to make money are outrageous in the fucking first place. Or well, you're taking a you're leap making of faith. money, and and it's just like, nah, bro. I'm I'm fine with my five hundred. I don't I don't need fifty. I don't need. I don't need a thousand. I don't need ten thousand that much to where I'm gonna risk losing the five, the last five hundred I got. It's like my mom has a rule when it comes to to gambling that she does legally and not illegally in any way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go in. You're, mm, this is really weird to talk about, but uh, you know, her thing is, I win, I leave, and I spend no more than twenty dollars. So I mean, she she spent her twenty dollars. It just so happened she won a thousand dollars and was mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm I'm walking right out. All right, mm-hmm. it's like she it, it it it's only twenty bucks, so that's fine. But we're talking mm-hmm. like if you're dumb, if you were dumb to spending a thousand dollars, I'm putting two k down on the. But on, specifically on a random mm-hmm. ass one of eighty two games. Oh, bro, you didn't play the, You didn't play tonight. You fucked up my part. You you fucked up my parlay. You fucked up my leg. Okay. Well, I, what that tells me is that cool, you probably whatever. you might have a problem, and you should probably focus on that instead. Like I you're think betting that was the on thing. a nothing game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Come that on. was the thing that really struck me the most during that whole like art that spat was like. You people have issues. Yeah. Like, oh, and it was going on all day. Showing it off. Wasn't that when DeJounte was sick? So he had all day to argue. This was like was last it? week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Man. like, I, I just, I was seeing it. Ago. It kept popping up, kept popping up, and kept popping Well, so much has happened over the last week. Thank but you. shit kept popping up. And I'm like, are y'all serious? Like, uh, like, do y'all not, like, take a second and stop? Put, delete the FanDuel app off of your fucking phone. De- delete, delete DraftKings off your phone. You have a problem. Stop that, man. It's like right now. Okay, it's like I drafted. Uh, I I used the uh, DraftKings app uh, mm-hmm. during I forget what during some point in the playoffs uh, during the Super Bowl. But you know what I did? I used the five free dollars that they're the, the yeah. ten free dollars they gave me, and then I, I and then I jumped in on every free bet. Or mm-hmm. whatever, but you know what? I haven't fucking opened that app once since then because <laughs> I don't fucking feel the need to spend money that I don't that I can't afford to be spending because I might, I just might because that guy might have a triple double and somehow a half point, and I'll and I'll cover and I'll be fine. And you can I know see, what I is. don't understand the numbers of betting here because I don't. I don't fucking care. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, I've seen shit. people on social media that have gotten a good bit of money off of gambling and they're good at it. And that, but that's the problem though, is everybody but thinks, everybody they're, thinks they're good at it and you're not. Yes. Like, no, there's a reason that not everyone is fucking rich off of gambling. Cause guess what? <laughs> the, the, if, if, if it, if it was a, like a, a more set in stone guarantee, you'd see a lot of people driving around their brand new cars that they got. Cause they won something off of the super bowl. Oh, hell hey, yeah. look, one year I won 2000. Uh, no, I won $3,000 and it's the only time I've ever cheered for Tom Brady. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. I because it was the Seahawks game where it's like the Seahawks were driving and I'm like, well, there it goes, there it goes, mm-hmm. and then they intercept it and it's like, I won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, no, but like you know how much that ticket costs to get to win to play that twenty bucks, like. $2,980 off of that, but only $20. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Oh, bro, I put my whole paycheck on you getting 30, 10, and 15, bro. What, what happened? You went, you, 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 you were down, what, six rebounds. What happened? Fuck you and fuck them rebounds. I'm glad I fucked your part. If I was DeJounte, I'd be like, I'm glad I fucked your parlay up. No, no. I think at some point, I'm sure he's, he, he, he might as well have said that. Oh, a like, lot of NBA players, I feel like, do that. But like, I, and, and you know what though? More power to them. If you if yeah. you want to be using me like that, if you want me to like do this, do that for you, fuck you. Like that's not <laughs> how this goes, man. And, and it doesn't. And I mean, it's it's just so funny. Like, I honestly think we could just spend an entire episode talking about the bunk ass ridiculousness of just <laughs> fucking sports fans. What like, is it? oh? Not get me uh, bro, started on, like, don't get me started on college football. People. Oh, Don't no. get me started on college football. College oh, football, college, college sports, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. The entitlement <laughs> I see on a daily basis during because you know, like I'm I'm very ingrained in college football culture. I live in South, I live in Southern Georgia. I live oh, in Texas course. and, I, and exactly. I live in Austin. So, but just like from a Twitter standpoint, or just from a personal standpoint, I love college football, right? Mm-hmm. But I hate I, what I've come to hate about it is the 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 idea of we can spend a whole a whole podcast episode about that, like you said. So I'm not going to go into detail here. Yeah. I'm just saying, when you really put it into perspective, me, we, I'm t- I turned 25 in three months, right? Yeah. And it really puts into perspective. By this point, there's not too many college players that are 25. I, I kind of look at myself as I look at an 18 year old and I still see a kid. That's mm-hmm. the that's the the mindset that I'm in now. Yeah. So yeah. it's crazy to me to see, even when I was 21, I'm I'm not the same person that I was four years ago. No, you're not. So it's crazy to me to look at how or three years ago it's crazy for me to see what's the way for me to put this it's crazy for me to see how people are entitled that are like my age or up i wouldn't even say my age because most people that are 25 are still pretty fucking childish but yeah yeah when when you get into like the 30s you know you get into the territory of yeah like you know most people at their age have a family and like kids and like, you know, they, they've settled down Yeah. yeah. or you're they're not starting. even settled down, but you're in but that, that but, time but, of your but, life. But, when you're starting to, but, but you've reached because I, because I've, I'm, got, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm there, Daryl. You're like, out of it, the it, college it, mindset of, but, but not the just party, the college like mindset, the, but, but it's, mm-hmm. it's more so you're, you're the just, it, it's, I don't even, I, I, we can just go macro on it because what has mm-hmm. happened is you fully morphed into an adult. That's what's yeah. happened. Like that like, is the easiest way to put it because when you start all of a sudden those the I look at things that I my uh, thing opinions that I had about sports and the way I felt about certain players mm-hmm. or things in retrospect and I'm like, well, that's a very immature take and reason as to why. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm glad that I grew out of it. Mm-hmm. There are people who don't ever fucking grow out of it. It's just and, like, and, and and it's especially terrible when it comes to college sports. Fucking Darren Rovell, uh, bro, you're 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 in your fifties. Why why are you worried about what money a twenty one year old is making? If they're getting money off of an NIL deal or Dabo Sweeney's bitch ass, 
mm-hmm. or or these coaches. I think I get it from the standpoint that Nick Saban is coming from, but I'm still going to criticize him here because he's been doing this shit under the table for years, and now he's lost yeah. that. Even though he will adjust, it's fucking Nick Saban. He knows I mean, it. He's, he's just old and likes to bitch it's, about it's shit. It's the same way. It's just, I, I was going to say, uh, I think a lot of it just has to do with that. Uh, mm. But it's the same way that, uh, what's his name? Calipari bitched about the one and done for a while, and then guess what? He, he used it, it to win a championship. So, so and so did uh, so did Coach K. So I think you know the transition I'm making there. <laughs> so Daryl, let's talk about the wild you know two days that you had. As a I will US talk about this. Ooh. UNC, I did not expect them to make the national championship game with the no. way the beginning of the season went. But Herbert Davis did a great job of shortening the rotation, playing the guys that he knew that would help them win and get to the point that they got to. Should have won the national championship game. Credit to Kansas, even though I fucking hate Kansas, for winning that championship. They played a great game. That was a great game of basketball. Yeah, I got no complaints there. What? But I, I take, I will take a victory lap in the sense that I sent Coach that. No, I UNC <laughs> sent Coach K's bitch ass home. Now I do. I respect Coach K, but fuck Coach K at the same time. Um, yeah. No, it's it's okay. It's weird. So hmm. there's a lot of people who feel like they can't say that, which is like walk in. Fuck that. That's I my do it thing. all the time. Well, but what I mean is, like, they they can't like have the uh, they can't have the balance of those two things existing at the same in the same space where it's like they can acknowledge his greatness, but they can also say because I'm like, oh, I can totally say fuck Coach K, but also not deny the fact that he's mm-hmm. great at what like an all time great at what he did at he did, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah, he's an icon, but still oh, yeah. fuck him, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like <sighs> for me. You know, like I said, I I didn't expect UNC to get that far, but to but to send to send Coach K out the way they did just warms my heart. Not only did they beat him in this last game in Cameron, but then they spin the block, get to the final four. All the script writers would have wrote it twice to have him win that game and to make it to the national championship and win. And they had, they had Paulo Bancaro and they had a, I can't remember the other dude's name. He's the, he's the top prospect in the draft this year and he couldn't get it done. It was so beautiful to By me. By the way, that, I mean, that UNC said, no, you're not going to have person, this moment. I was that person rooting for this outcome mm-hmm. where I was like, man, just let UNC and Duke have at it one more time. And I want UNC to spoil that party. I want it. Also, real quick, on the final, I do find it fascinating that Roy Williams is such an integral part of both programs. Oh, yeah. Where it's like you have 15 years in Kansas and then 18 years in mm-hmm. fucking UNC. It's just that dude was having – by the way, did you see the, mm-hmm. with, like him in the crowd? Like that dude was having a good time. Oh, yeah. like, Bro, because he's – I loved it. Wow, what a pitch. But he's uh, he's in a situation where – it's like he's kind of the, the the granddad of UNC now with uh what's his name Dean Smith. I think he's passed yeah. away. Yeah, he did. I, I think yeah, he did. yeah. So with him being Probably. passed away, Roy Williams is taking on the Dean Smith role, and he's just enjoying like he's still involved with the program. Hubert Davis was his pick to you know be hired, so he has to be happy for Hubert Davis that you know he has a Final Four appearance. That's another banner. Yeah. Up. Yeah. In a season where you didn't even you weren't even a top 25 team at the at the end of the season. And he kicked the shit out of old Mike. And and you, yeah, bro. Mike Mike Chazeski has gotten in his way more times than we can probably fucking count between and him Hubert being in Davis Kansas like, and being nope. in UNC. And and last year, fucking the Duke kicked UNC's ass. 
You will see he's been bad for the last couple of years. Yeah. But the best, again, it, that's why it's satisfying that you spoiled mm-hmm. his party fucking twice. Yes. Twice. I love that shit. I fucking like, love that. that. Great. Uh, and then, like you said, you know, all power, you know, respect to the, you know, to the Jayhawks. And did you see Mark Emmert come out and get Mm-mm. the name wrong twice by calling Mm-mm. them the Kansas City Jayhawks? He's another person who he's uh, a fucking clown, an embarrassment. The fact that like he even showed up like, dude, nobody fucking cares. Like the fact that you're here means nothing. I've never in any college sport that I've watched where a championship has happened. I've never paid attention to him. No, he's one of those guys where I just I don't I hate I can't stand him. But if I saw him in public, like I would be no indifferent. I hate what he's done to. Let me rephrase that. I hate how he treats corrupt college he's been athletes. How he somebody made a good point about LSU and their coach. There have been other big programs that have done what they've done, and their coach didn't get fired a week before the tournament. Yeah. It's so weird to me that they were pressing to take action against LSU when they did, and basically fucked their program over. Oh, but but it's their last. It, it because it, but the, here's the thing: the reason they did that. It's pretty, at least for me, it's pretty obvious. It's that they needed to show some kind of that they have some kind of authority because guess what? They don't fucking have it. Like, okay, do you think they would have pulled that shit on UNC? With, no, no, I'll no, say no, no, it. No, 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 not let's let's just let's move from basketball. You think that the NCAA would have tried to put any kind of punishment on a football team? No, the last time they because did it, that was huge, was done. Miami. And, but 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 that was like what? How many years ago was that? At this point, about a 20. long time ago, when the NCAA still had some you know power. Now it's mm. like, imagine if they tried to do that shit to Alabama. Nick Saban would fucking flip them no. off and say, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" And get bro, it. not only that, Nick Saban's exposing information. He's not going down by himself. Oh, that's what this NFL. When we get to talking about the NFL, I'm I know. very. I know. I, Mm. I know because we're, and we'll talk about it because they he he got his hand stuck in the cookie jar and that mm. was the it, it's like fucking Al Capone okay it's like Al Capone they never got him on murder but they got the motherfucker on his taxes that yep. they're coming for you Dan they are coming uh, but let's finish up real quick with this uh, fuck Mark Emmert fuck the NCAA <laughs> fuck and coach fuck K. the Lakers fuck Coach K yeah um, I can't think fuck uh, the Nets. The ne- no, you don't like the Nets. The Nets. I, I really have no opinion on the Nets anymore, further than what I've already talked about with them. I'm I, exhausted I on that. It's just no, I agree. I just uh, I don't think they'll know. do anything. In, I'll, I don't think they'll. Okay, I don't know what I don't know. I just don't know about the Nets, other than that they're not what they were supposed to. Well, I say that in quotation marks. Supposed to be. Well, it is, it is what they were supposed to be, but a lot of people just disregarded the fact that they don't play defense and they thought, oh, they'd be able to score enough to make up for the fact that they don't play defense. Like, yeah. that's cool, but everybody in the NBA can score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody yeah. got to be and able that, to get a stop those sometime. Teams that, those teams that – why do you think Giannis – why do you think the Bucks are so good? Because you have Drew Holiday who can play some damn good defense, and then you have mm-hmm. – then you have Giannis who can swat the ball from halfway across the court. You know, like that guy is scary in the shit that he does and he's only getting better. But one day I'll just do a whole episode dedicated, dedicated to the players that I really like. And he'd be top of the fucking list. Uh, I just read something about this Brian Flores situation. 
okay, we're going to get, so uh, we're going to be leaving y'all with it, this NBA episode. And uh, I guess you're going to have to keep an eye out for the following one um, about uh, the NFL. Cause there's a lot of juicy shit. So keep an eye out for our eventual <laughs> reboot. Uh, don't know what the new name will be. Don't have artwork, still have the music. Cause that's really good. Um, but you can follow me, Anthony F at born to run underscore 19. You can follow Daryl where it is one J on Twitter. And also coaches challenge last E is a three. I hate having to say that, but the fucker that has the damn coaches challenge name isn't using it. Both of them D and just coaches challenge, but fine. And you'd also look me up on Twitch and YouTube at the coaches challenge. Um, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, I never, I always forget to throw that out there, but real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all should go and look for us on on, uh, on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and any other place like that, Spotify. Uh, man, you see, at this point, I'm so checked out with in terms mm-hmm. of like doing the business because uh, for mm-hmm. so, without the Twitter to start things, I don't know where to go. So I just never do it. So yeah, yeah. F- f- download us wherever you can, wherever you listen to your uh, podcasts and uh Leave a rating and more importantly, leave a written review. I don't care what the fuck you say. Okay. You can say, you can say fuck Anthony F. You can say fuck Cheeseman. You can say anything you want. Just leave a five star review with some text because the text matters. And guess what? I would like to have a successful thing going. So, (sighs) on to the next one. 